get global, where we connect your global knowledge business. Global knowledge business? No, I meant to say, where we connect you to business knowledge global. Oh my god, where we connect you to global knowledge. Oh my god, where we connect you to global business knowledge today. Yeah, all right, so my name is Alex, and yes, today we're gonna have a recap. A recap from what? from yesterday's conference on Mexico's diversification strategy into the international market by Emmanuel Gabriel Martinez. In Mexico, the title is Mexico rumbo a la diversificación de mercados internacionales. I'm going to be elaborating it on it in English, if that's okay. So moving on uh, to the beginning of the conference, and I am going to say that it started out really good, really well with some inspiring words, because Professor Giovanni Baldini gave a few words on how the situation that we're living right now is affecting us. Uh, he said that, of course, we are living in the global pandemic and that a lot of people see it as a bad thing. And today, we as students know that we have to see the opportunity in everything. And he said that we are doing that. We are seeing this pandemic as an opportunity to be better, as an opportunity to be you know, innovative, do new things, connect with people, and take advantage of the situation, really, because it's really, there's nothing we can do to stop the pandemic. We're doing it little by little, and it's up to us and how we behave and how we act towards the situation. And that was really inspiring. It was a way for me to, you know, start really good. There were words that, that really connected with me, and they were really great, if I could say. So, about our speaker. As I said, Emmanuel Gabriel Martinez gave the conference. And just a little bit on his background, he graduated from, guess what? international business. He is a former student in, at the Instituto Politécnico Nacional. Uh, it's really interesting to see how he is a former student from international business and uh, seeing him, how he has been, you know, uh, having a great career and great opportunities is really inspiring for a lot of us, for me as well, for everyone really. A couple key points on him. He was a youth parliamentarian in the Senate of the Republic in 2019, campus ambassador for the Holtz Price IPUM, commercial manager for CM Logistics, and he has vast experience in logistics, foreign trade, and consulting. But also, really interesting, he has a blog called Negocios Internacionales 2.0. Negocios Internacionales 2.0 is, yeah, like I said, this blog that allows him to elaborate on certain uh, international business topics, workshops, and all that. It's really interesting. If you want to go ahead and listen and check it out, go ahead and check it out just after the podcast, you know, not right now, after the podcast. So the conference elaborated on three main things, the free trade agreements, the main exports, and the international markets Mexico uh, has. But I'm just going to elaborate on the free trade agreements or the treaties or agreements or whatever you want to call them. They're known by many names. So if I just call them free trade agreements, FTAs, treaties, and whatever, know that I'm talking about the same thing. I'm literally elaborating on uh, free trade agreements. I'm not going to talk about main exports because it's a lot of data and it's a lot of things that I'm not going to, I would take a lot of time, so I'm just going to skip it. But uh, the really interesting part is also the international markets. Everything that, that Emmanuel talked about is really uh, part of this concept called diversification, which I'm going to elaborate, elaborate later on. So the conference, you know, beginning with certain things, Emmanuel elaborated that Mexico has 13 trade agreements free trade agreements. And it's really interesting to see how Mexico has become a strategic partner for a lot of countries. And Mexico is starting to develop this strategy, this expansion, internationalization, diversification strategy, you know, abroad. And, and Emmanuel said that there are three ways in which we can do that. 
First is exports, like which is like what you send abroad, the products and services, goods and services that you send elsewhere. Then the counterpart imports, which is bringing to the country from the international market. And then another one, which I a lot of people tend to, uh, I, forgot, I tend to forget that, but it's still a part of it. It's foreign investment. It can be either direct or indirect. And it's a way for a country to invest money in another country and all that. It's really interesting. These are three ways in which we can, as Mexico, internationalize ourselves. And another thing is that he said that there are many factors that influence um, Mexico's strategy. And that's like going from business partners, logistics, marketing, and a lot of different things that come into play when you have a strategy on, you know, expansion, internationalization, and a lot of things like that. So Emmanuel said something on hard data. He elaborated and he included a couple of um, facts that I'm going to say right now and a couple, you know, relevant data from 2020, the updated data is that we as Mexico contribute to 1.04% of the world GDP. That's really interesting to see how a country like ours, I, I would love to go into detail with that, but we wouldn't, like, I'm not going to go into detail with that because it's like really extensive and I would take a lot of time, but don't worry. We can talk about it later, some other time, I don't know. But uh, another thing that he said is that we are the economy number 16 of 194. That's I mean, 16 of 194, that's really good. I think that that makes us really a strategic partner. And if you analyze that position, I'm pretty sure you would find a lot of things that complement Mexico being a strategic partner. Uh, also, like I said, Mexico has 13 free trade agreements. And that, interestingly enough, we mainly focus on one. Can you guess what, which one that is? Can you guess which partner from that treaty we really have a, as a focus? If you know, well, congratulations. You're a mind reader. Or no, you just have a lot of knowledge, which is great. And I'm not going to say the answer just yet. I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm just going to wait a little bit. I'm going to say it later on. Don't worry. But if you have the answer, keep it to yourself. We'll elaborate on that later on. Okay? And then, finally, he said that Mexico is the exporting power number 12, mainly because of our geographic position and how that makes us a strategic partner. So, yeah, there are a lot of different things that make us strategic. And uh, it's really, it was really interesting to see how Emmanuel elaborated on certain things that make us strategic. And also, one really important thing is, well, a really curious, not curious, really emotional part of the conference is that he elaborated on this quote from Alejandro González Iñárritu. It's a quote that I really, I really found, I found really interesting and made me reflect on our current situation in the world, not just in Mexico, in the world. So this quote by Alejandro González Iñárritu goes like this, and if by any celestial and divine force Iñárritu is listening to this listening to this podcast and I say something wrong please forgive me Iñárritu I don't mean to say something wrong just translating it as it is the quote goes as follows what better opportunity for our generation to free ourselves from prejudice from this tribal mentality and make sure that the color of our skin is something as irrelevant as the length of our hair forever so what I got from this quote is that we are living in a world with diversity and like I said in the previous podcast, diversity is beautiful. And it's a really interesting way for us to learn on other people, on other countries, other regions. But today we are kind of in a very fragile world where we really go into prejudice, discrimination, uh, stereotypes, and it's not really the best way to go. It's not the best way to go. It really isn't. And this quote really reminded us that, uh, of that there's beauty in diversity. In diversity. 
So uh, that was the quote, and Emmanuel moved on to a brief history lesson in which he said that Mexico had a before and after. Going into the before, Mexico had a model called the import substitution model in which Mexico didn't import, didn't import, didn't export, didn't you know invest in anywhere. It just consumed what it produced, and that's it. It's like closing yourself to other countries, which was not really a good strategy. And Mexico stopped using the strategy in the 80s, and Emmanuel elaborated on two key points in history that made Mexico open up to you know, the global market. The first one is the entry to the GATT, which is the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade. And although this was not a great organization itself, and it was just like a bunch of agreements, it was really in the last round, which is, you know, as we know, uh, the GATT is formed with rounds, and the last round is called the Uruguay Round, and that's when the GATT transitions into the World Trade Organization, as we know today. So that was really the first way of opening up to global business. And the second way Mexico did that is, you know, entry into the NAFTA, or the um, Telecan, which is the North American Free Trade Agreement. And that was really interesting to see how these two points in history mark Mexico's move towards a more global uh, country. And then uh, finally, well, not finally, moving on to the first topic, which is the free trade agreements. Uh, Emmanuel elaborated that our first, our main treaty is, of course, the USMCA, which is the United States, Mexico, and Canada, Canada Agreement, or TEMEC in Spanish. Obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to say them. I'm not going to mention them, but it's pretty obvious. And then another fun fact is that he said that we have a treaty with, with Israel and uh, that it's the only treaty we have in the Middle East in terms of trade, which is really interesting. Notice that I'm saying interesting a lot is because I really find it interesting. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> then we have the um, agreement or the free trade agreement with the European Union, which I, I got to say it's one of the most important partners for Mexico. And that with that, there's a, you know, a topic, uh, well, not a topic, there was a complication. When the United Kingdom left the uh, European Union with the Brexit, there was a lot of you know, questions, a lot of doubt on what will happen with the relationship with Mexico and the United Kingdom. I'm not gonna go into detail with that and that because I'm gonna elaborate on, like at the end of the podcast, I'm gonna mention it, don't worry. He also elaborated that there are treaties little known to people, which is the EFTA, which is the uh, Mexico-European Free Trade Association with Iceland, Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland. There are treaties from, you know, we have 13, and I, we tend to forget some of them. I tend to forget some of them, and it's pretty normal, but we have to, you know, be, we have to have the knowledge on all of them to really make Mexico a really strategic partner. So uh, before moving on, I just wanted to say that a treaty and Emmanuel elaborated on this as well. Uh, he said that a treaty is a way for a country to have a relationship with another country and to becoming strategic partners to allow preferential treatment in terms of goods and services. Also, um, like I said at the beginning, our main treaty is the uh, USMCA, Demic. From that treaty, our main partner is the United States, of course. The United States in 2020 represents 80% of what is traded with Mexico. So, of course, the United States is our main partner, especially because we're like neighbors and, you know, access to goods and services and the movement of goods and services is really easy in a way. It's not easy, simple, and that we just have to cross the border. But it's more complicated than that. 
Moving on to the next uh, key concept, if I could say, is diversification. Like I said, diversification will, you know, it englobes, it connects all these subjects, all these topics we've elaborated on. And diversification is, you know, connecting it with Mexico. Mexico, Emmanuel said that Mexico understood the concept of not putting all your eggs in the same basket, because that would involve risk. If Mexico were to put all of its resources into one partner, and what would happen if that partner, you know, um, got napped, well, I don't know, whatever happened with that partner, it's a lot of risk for a country to have a single partner and put all, and allocate all its resources to one partner. So Mexico began to diversify into the international market in, you know, a lot of different ways with treaties, with exports, imports, foreign direct investment, a lot of different things. Uh, for Mexico, um, Emmanuel said, and it's really interesting that Mexico sees the Chinese market as, you know, a really important partner because of all the benefits it brings, you know, costs, partners, and a lot of different things. But he also said that China can become a threat to Mexico in some industries. So it's really interesting to see how Mexico sees China as a great partner, but also as a threat. Really controversial, uh, the way relationships are with partners, with countries in the world. And that's where I'm going to move on to the international markets, starting with China. China has started to look at Latin America, mainly for infrastructure projects. I'm going to say that. And it's really interesting to see how China looks at other countries for specific reasons. In the case of Latin America, he looked over at them for infrastructure projects, which is you know, really interesting. He elaborated on how China is a country of technological supply. I'm not going to say a lot. On China, I'm not going to say a lot on other countries as well because we don't have a lot of time. But uh, moving on to Germany, Germany, as we all know, and, and really uh, focused on that, is that Germany is an automotive powerhouse, a pharmaceutical powerhouse, and a scientific research powerhouse. So Germany is really, really resourceful, really important, really efficient in that, if you want to you know, look at it in different ways. And that Germany is a way in which we are you know, expanding our international market view and we're relating to Germany in a lot of different ways, having trade with them and making the situation better for both of them. And um, he also said that Germany is a fifth partner, fifth partner from Mexico. So a European country, a Europe, uh, really interesting to see how we are taking advantage of the European Union um, agreement and the countries that make up their European region. Uh, so next we have Australia. And when he said Australia, I was like, what? Why Australia? What's going on with Australia? And he said that Australia is a strategic partner for Mexico because Mexico broke the records in tequila exports and that we're currently working to increase our export capacity. So it's really interesting. I, I never expected Emmanuel to mention Australia. So it was really interesting to see how he mentioned Australia and the particular tequila product. Finally, this last country, and this is closing all the topics that he mentioned and he elaborated on, the United Kingdom, as I said, was a little problematic in the way that when it went along with the Brexit and left the European Union, Mexico started to wonder what would, what, what was going to happen to the like to our relationship. Is it going to end? Is it going to be modified? What, what, what was going to happen? But no, the United Kingdom really wanted to continue the relationship. And they're looking to make a continuity agreement to, you know, keep the relationship going, which is, it was a really good relationship and it's going to be a really good relationship still. And then he elaborated on this final thing that the United Kingdom and Mexico are looking into the possibility of working on a possible free trade agreement that would be really good for both countries. And it would be really interesting to see how both, you know, 
Mexico has a treaty with the United Kingdom and one with the European Union. It's just food for thought, you know. And then, you know, closing, well, not closing, I'm just going to move on to the question, the Q&A that happened at the end of the conference. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate on a lot of questions. I'm just going to mention a few. The first one, uh, one that I really, you know, found interesting is that they asked him what treaty would be uh, the one that Mexico is not taking advantage of 100%. And he said that the EFTA, you know, the one with the European uh, Community Agreement, Liechtenstein, Norway, all those, it was really interesting for me to hear that because I would have guessed there was another one, but it's not. And yeah, that was a really interesting one. Next question is that they ask him, what has been the most, uh, what has been the, the agreement that has been affected most with the current government? And he literally just said, they make in the energy and investment matters. That's like self-explanatory. And it's really interesting to see how uh, governments really, and the shifting governments and all that can can affect relationships with other countries. And then finally, another question is that uh, they asked him, what, co what country do you think we could have a treaty with in the future? And he said, and connected with the point of the United Kingdom, and he said, United Kingdom. United Kingdom has already uh, shown this interest and continuity in you know, the relationship with Mexico. And it was, it's really uh, plausible in, in, in that way have a treaty with them. So that's all of the conference. I really, uh, that's all the key points that I could come, you know, from my notes and from my uh, memory. Going into the, you know, conclusion of this podcast, what I really got from this conference, I'm just going to, you know, narrow it down to two things. The first one being, you know, the concept of diversification and how I now know that it's a really complex thing to do. It's not simple. It's complex and extensive and involves a lot of different areas, resources, people, um, connections. It's a whole network of processes, people, things, resources that at the end make up this strategy to, you know, go into the international market. And diversification is a way for us to, as Mexico, as a country, uh, be better, be a more strategic partner. And not just for us, I mean, for everyone that we're related with. For, it's a chance for us to grow into better economies. And then the next and the last thing that I wanted to close with is this hashtag that was present. Like it was in every slide at the top uh, corner, it said hashtag together we're stronger. And I think that huh, it really resonated with me. I really think that it represents what we're living today. Together we are stronger, even though today we are apart, we are connected digitally, and we know that we can't do things on our own. We are living in a really highly globalized uh, world. We are all interdependent on each other. And we know that if we work together, we can all be better as a country, as people, as businesses. It applies really on anything. And together we are stronger is really, it, it's, it really represents what we're living today. And, you know, it makes you realize that we are really diverse we have a lot of diversity in the world and it's beautiful to and it's really uh, yeah it's beautiful to learn from them and you know get the best things from them and uh, build relationships because at the end we all want to grow and become better economies better people so that was it for the podcast uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Manuel for everything he shared with us I really 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 now know a lot more on international business And I know that thanks to him today, we connected you to some global business knowledge today. Um, 
So yeah, that was really, it was really interesting for me. It was, I was really, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being a part of the audience and, you know, we had a blast. So thank you listener for joining us today. And I might be disconnecting right now, but hopefully we can connect some more next time on the next Let's Get Global.